Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Vision 2020 UK is well, not quite an organisation, but they are made up of many different charities in the third sector, government bodies and specialists in the field of sight loss. It's all about improving the lives of people who are blind or partially sighted, and recent discussions have been around certification of blindness. I'm joined by Mercy Jane Singham from Vision 2020 UK. Mercy, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Alan. So a little brief overview of Vision 2020 UK. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit more. Yes, Vision 2020 UK is part of the World Health Organization initiative to eliminate avoidable blindness. And in this country, we were set up as an organization that, as you said, encompasses a whole range of people from the charities that are supporting people with sight loss all the way to ophthalmologists and optometrists that help people with eye health and sight loss issues. So it's helping to improve lives when it comes to services, but also there's the the clinical side to that as well. Yes, both really. And we bring people together to kind of work on solutions or identify problems and work on solutions really together so that we can improve things for the life of people, either preventing sight loss or supporting them to, you know, kind of get on with their lives in society. Preventing avoidable sight loss, that pretty much the main goal? I wouldn't say it's the main goal because it's past that whole spectrum, isn't it? So for a number of our organisations, they're research charities, for instance, so that they are kind of working quite hard on looking at that kind of prevention agenda or kind of raising awareness of getting your eyes tested, for instance. But just as important, I think, is helping people to become independent, supporting them through counselling and emotional support and various other things the charities that are involved with us do too. So I think both sides are are quite important. Now you've recently been having discussions uh, around uh, what is, is known in some areas as the Certificate of Visual Impairment. So what things were you looking at there? Well we were kind of aware that across the UK there are a number of issues around certifying people as you know, severely sight impaired or sight impaired. And we wanted to know what those issues were. So we brought together people representing England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland and found out from their perspective, you know, what was going on with this. And there were a range of issues. So some of it was the forms that are being used to actually do this. And as as some people who've been through this process might be aware or sometimes might not be aware, when your ophthalmologist is filling in this form, because it's very clinically based, you know, they're finding out what caused your sight loss and what issues there are for you. This is done very differently across the UK, even though we're using very similar forms very important part of it is the cause of the sight loss and we collate that or it's collated into kind of central information so we know over time what the main causes of sight loss are and we can do something to prevent it. So this kind of round table event where we brought people together discussed all those different kind of things, the use of the data, you know, how well that was done and, or not. The actual form, how useful was that for people? Did they understand what was happening to them, for instance? And how ophthalmologists actually fill in these forms? Because there's obviously clinical kind of ways of assessing people's sight. But from a person's point of view, it's very much about function, isn't it? It's Mm. it's about what can I do, what can't I do? So we had all those discussions and it was kind of really an interesting event. 
Interesting having all the, the, the regions, if you like, there talking about the C, the Certificate of Visual Impairment, the CVI. Um, was harmonisation part of that? It almost sounds it is because we, we're looking to do the same thing in the different uh, countries, etc. Uh, registering people with visual impairment, gaining information and data, but they seem to do it in very different ways. Yeah, they do. And that was part of the debate, really, and, and how different it is for adults and children. For instance, in Scotland, for children, they use a notification process, which is very much kind of not necessarily putting people, you know, kind of as certifying children, because it can vary a lot in children. And over as they develop, you know, their sight might become different. So it, it got quite clinical and complex, as you might understand. But the principle was that in notification, you tell education, you tell social care, you tell all these different agencies what's happening. Now, in England, to contrast with that, there is a certification process for children. And the principle is that you tell everybody. So there is a multidisciplinary element of that. And the College of Ophthalmologists have actually set standards so that people should be informed. But in effect, often education isn't informed, for instance, or it can be a bit ad hoc about which professionals are kind of involved with that child. So we had some really interesting discussions about not just the principles, but what happens in practice and what we could do to learn from different nations doing it better. And you mentioned um, the data gathering part of that as well, Mercy. Now, would that be around the the forms containing things like what the, the person's sight loss condition was, if it was genetic and so on, an age group? So that could paint a better picture, a better map of where perhaps research or funding should be targeted. Yeah, and what's kind of working as well. So, for instance, for most parts of the country, diabetic retinopathy screening has come in for the last few years. And we're actually finding that those people with diabetic retinopathy are being picked up much earlier, which means their numbers are decreasing on the CVI. So they're being prevented from, you know, their sight deteriorating. So things like that kind of gives us really good clues about, you know, what kind of support is needed and what kind of programs can be put in place kind of to change things for people. And though we haven't seen huge amounts of data, the new kind of interventions for macular disease, for instance, want to know, do those interventions over time work for people? Are there going to be less people losing their sight due to macular degeneration, for instance? Because we know that the interventions or the, or the drugs they now have can slow down the process and so we want to know, you know, how effective they are. As you say, Mercy, a great deal was discussed at this round table event. Were there any next steps to be taken forward? Yeah, very much so. As a group, we prioritised, you know, what we need to do. And part of it was about kind of raising awareness of what the CVI is. As your listeners might know, there's a new a booklet out that will tell people what happens after they get a CVI and things, because many people kind of don't know, so the support available is, is important. So one of the issues and priorities that came about was common understanding of the role of CVI, as well as who's responsible for each part of the process for ensuring the purpose is met, which is trying to gain people's support. 
So that was quite important. As you said, development of data collection was important and the use of the data. So we can look at variations around the country and start asking questions. We have the public health indicator, which is based on this data. So that's where they get the information from. But we want to do a bit of that kind of, well, how come it's better here and not so well there? So that was quite important. So there were a number of next steps to do with prioritising what do we need to do as a sector and then who should take that forward. So we're still in that process because we got a lot of information out of that day and and we're just prioritising now on the important things that we need to do and then who needs to do it. Mercy, if people would like to find out any more information about Vision 2020 UK and its continuing work, where can they do that? On our website is the best, which is www.vision2020uk.org.uk. Mercy Jensingham, thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you very much, Alan. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.